message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Okay, have you come to church with your Bibles? Okay, turn them with me to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Leviticus 23 and Deuteronomy 8. We'll start in reverse order. So we start from Deuteronomy 8, Leviticus 23, and then 1 Thessalonians 5. Are you there? You are not there. Open your Bible. Don't be just be looking at the board. Especially this first scripture, it's good to look at it from the board. <clears throat> Deuteronomy from, the <laughs> from your Bibles. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. Okay, I'm going to read Deuteronomy. I will read the Viticals and then we'll read First Thessalonians together. Every commandment which I command you today, you shall be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in to possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Say to your neighbor, you shall remember the Lord your God. Who led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to test you, to know what is in your heart, whether you will keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you do not know nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out, nor you, did your food swell these 40 years. I jump to verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. Say to them again, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. By not keeping his commandments, his judgment, and his status, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply, and your silver and gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, in which were fairy serpents, and scorpions, and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and my might, the might of my hand, have gained me this wealth, and you shall remember the Lord your God. Say to them again, you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he saw to your fathers as it is this day. Leviticus 23. Leviticus 23, we'll read from verse 39. We'll read from verse 39. Also on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for seven days. On the first day there shall be Sabbath rest, and on the eighth day a Sabbath rest. And you shall take for yourself in the first day 
the fruit of the beautiful trees, branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willows of brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year, and it shall be a status forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generation may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. We are going to read together. One, two, read. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The title I'm giving this message today is Remember the Boots. Remember the Boots or the Tents. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. I pray that your word will come by your spirit and that the hearts here are fertile grounds, that your word will fall on them, grow and bear fruit to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. Thanksgiving goes back, as we saw from the scripture, to the people of Israel, the Jews, and it was started by God. God instructed them, instructed them to observe it. And that right away tells you how important it is. It wasn't man's idea. It wasn't that somebody ate beans and woke up on the right, wrong side of the bed and decided, let's do Thanksgiving. No. God instituted it, gave them the instruction to do it. That is how important it is. And you know what? They used to spend seven days. Seven days doing it. Our own is a day's event. Their own, seven days. That was how important it was. Day one, day two, day three, day four, up to seven days. Feasting, partying, celebrating, thanking God, remembering and thanking God for what he has done for them and what he has brought them through at that time. Praise the Lord. And that has continued, of course. It used to be for them normally at the end of the harvest season, which was, used to be around October, November. And the general season has been maintained up till now to come back and thank God for all that he has done for us. But as I look at the scripture, I was wondering, why was God asking these people to thank him? I mean, couldn't have God waited, let them get into the promised land, let them settle down, let them accomplish everything, let them build their houses, let them achieve all that they want in their lives, and then he will thank, ask them, come and thank me. Why will you ask the people going through a wilderness to give you thanks? And you know, today, if we want to describe a difficult life, what do we say? I'm going through a wilderness experience. But these are a people in the wilderness, but yet God says that you should thank him. Isn't that amazing? Let's look at that scripture again and see. Look at verse 2. He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God who led you these 40 years. Who thanks God for, who <laughs> took them 40 years to lead them through a promise? Who, thank, who will come and thank God for leading them through a promise for 40 years? That's half of your life now. Abi, <laughs> I mean, I have finished school 10 years ago. Up till now, I don't have a job. God is saying, thank me. That's what it means. 
He said, I've been married 19 years, no child. He is saying, I led you for 40 years to get one promise. Yet, come and thank me. It didn't make sense. 40 years, just to arrive at one promised land. What is there to thank God, you may want to say. Verse 15, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness? He's describing it. Which were fiery serpents and scorpions and a thirsty land. Uh -uh. No. People in the wilderness don't thank God now. They should deal with the wilderness. They have enough in their hands. Terrible wilderness. Yet, he says, come and thank me. Have you observed that God separates thanksgiving from your experiences? <laughs> For some people, you may be sitting here this morning and saying, 2022 has been in the wilderness experience. God is saying, terrible wilderness, come and give me thanks. For going through the wilderness, yes. Verse 3, he allowed you to hunger and humble you. He allowed you to hunger. He could have stopped you too. But he allowed you to hunger, and he humbled you. Yet, come and thank me for allowing you to hunger. That is what you are saying. Not that I fed you, I gave you seven-course meal every day. Therefore, come and thank me. No. And he said, I fed you with manna. Every day, manna. Today, manna. Tomorrow, manna. Next tomorrow, it's like you, Gary on Monday. Tuesday, Gary. Wednesday, na so so Gary. Thursday, na so 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 Gary. Friday, na so. In fact, you have become Garyos. <laughs> you have garried out. And God is saying, with your so so Gary every day. For having one Gary every day, every day, the same thing. Come and it may say, he's saying that you qualify to thank me for eating Gary every day. Qualify to thank me. That's what he's saying. <laughs> he said, your shoe did not wear out on your garment. <laughs> did not grow old. You ha they had one shoe. <laughs> one shoe and one garment. Eh? I know for you, the crisis you have is that you don't have Thanksgiving clothes. So you have decided that this Thanksgiving for you is low-key. Low-key thanksgiving. Because even the clothes safe that you want to, put to, to want to source, you don't even have it. One set of clothes and one shoe. <laughs> For 40 years. <laughs> Not that you have a wardrobe full like somebody's wardrobe that I saw this week on social media. Don't uh, talk about that one. But not that you have a wardrobe of shoes. No, one yet. Give me thanks. It's amazing. So the thing worried me, and I'm sure I, the way it is worrying you. <laughs> so I, but I know that when God talks like that, there is something we are not seeing. So I went back to the scripture to do two things, to meditate and to think. I went back to the Deuteronomy to live it to to meditate and think. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what it will take. For you to see what God has done. 
For you to really bring out the reasons enough to thank God, you will have to sit down. Shut down all the voices. Get into a, a, a posture of meditation and thinking. And it will say, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you. When I think of the goodness, so you must stay, meditate, think, take time. Because if you look at life on the surface, just like looking at these scriptures on the surface, it will be sometimes difficult to find reasons to thank God. So we go back again to the scripture. Go back to this Deuteronomy again. He said, I led you through the wilderness. That's the first thing. Why thank God for being led through the wilderness? It was a wilderness, a place that devours its inhabitants, but they made it. Mm. People don't survive the wilderness. Normally, the wilderness carries its victims together with it. But this one has gone through the wilderness, and they have made it on the other side. So he's saying, yes, you went through the wilderness, but you made it through the wilderness. Come and give me thanks. And so this Thanksgiving is a choice to say, I am going to count the wilderness, or I count the fact that I came out of the wilderness, and I'm still standing. Instead of what you went through to be a reason not to thank God, what you went through should tell you why you should thank God. That is the reason. The fact that it didn't finish you, but you came out of it. You say, yes, you went through the wilderness, but guess what? You are still standing. You are still standing. You are still standing. People don't survive the wilderness. So you have the choice to either count the hunger or count the fact that you survived it. You have the choice to count the fact that it has been a difficult year or the fact that I made it, I made it, I made it. Jonah can either lament that he was in the belly of the fish or the fact that he survived the belly of the fish and he came out alive. Daniel can complain about the lion's den, but he has a choice to say, I went through the lion's den, but I came out alive. The three Hebrew children can complain that we passed through the fire, but the fire did not consume us, we came out alive. Hallelujah. It is not about what you went through as much as it is the fact that God brought you out irrespective. So this is not time to focus on the wilderness, but on the fact that you made it. This is called, I am still standing thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, I am still. Ah, I am still standing. I am still standing thanksgiving. He said he led you this 40 years. Pastor, 10 years I have been looking for a job. 59 years I have been believing God to marry. 29 years I have been believing God to have a child. 50 years I have been believing God to Jaqua. <laughs> Jaqua and, uh, and Pot. 40 years. Yes, it was 40 years, but they were led by God. See, it's not about going through what you are going through. It's about who is leading you as you are going through it. You have the choice to look at the fact that you went through it 40 years or the choice to say, he was with me. The faithfulness of God to stay with you. 
I will never leave you. For Israel, you saw it now. The Bible says that the pillar of fire and the cloud never left them. For them to know that this God is committed. Committed to you. And see, as long as he is with you, means that he is still working. Because if you are an abundant project, he will have left you. And so you are coming to say, thank God for not leaving me in the middle of the fire. God will have said, this thing is too hot, I beg, make I live out there. No, but he has been with you there. He has been with you there. He said for 40 years, imagine God staying with the people for 40 years just to make it to the promised land. What a faithful God. What a faithful God. He does not throw away. No. He stays with you. He stays with you. If it has not been for the Lord who was on our side. Have you ever been to a place that you can't enter by yourself? But the person will look and say, he is, he is with me. <laughs> she is with me. And a place that you normally will not enter, guess what? <laughs> now, some of those accidents you survived, it wasn't because of you. It was because of who was with you. They saw it. They saw that you, uh, those that are with us are more than those who are against us. His presence. His presence was with them throughout. If you can wake up every morning, I try to develop the habit that if I wake up every morning, the first word that comes out of my mouth is thank you. I'm waking up to you. This is called, if it has not been for the Lord, thanksgiving. If it has not been, you are saying that remove the Lord, or I won't be here. <laughs> Uh, he fed you with manna. Today, me and Kuka. Tomorrow, me and Kuka. Another day, me and Kuka. That's also me and Kuka. Ogbono, you eat, you come tomorrow, Ogbono. You come another day, Ogbono. I waited there upon that. So, Gary. Same old, same old. I've been believing God for a change. This year, it didn't happen. You know what he was saying, basically? I provided for you supernaturally. I provided for you supernaturally. He says, he brought out water from the rock. <laughs> he told the rock to vomit water. See, God didn't leave your provision to the natural cause of things. God didn't leave your provision to the world system. If he had left you to the world system, let me tell you, you would have been broke by now. You will have been hungry by now. He says that the world system has a way of providing for you. But I'm going to come out with a supernatural way of meeting your needs. This way, nobody can explain it. They couldn't explain where the fire was lit. They couldn't explain where they got the pot. They couldn't explain the time they took to cook the manna. All they knew was that the manna, ah, God just takes care of you. 2022, there are things you cannot explain. There are some provisions. There are some of you here, you really don't have a job, like a job, but you are still here. And you are looking like all of us. The supernatural provision of God. The supernatural provision of God in your life. How can you bring water from rock? Some of your businesses have become like rock. 
But God squeezes water out of it. Squeezes water out of it. Squeezes water out of it. Every day squeezing water. He is squeezing water out of it. To keep his faithfulness to provide for you. Your garment did not wear out. And your feet did not swear. Imagine. This is called even though thanksgiving. Your garment did not wear out. Even though I have only one garment, but it did not wear out. <laughs> Even though I had only one shoe, it did not wear out. <laughs> Even though I lost my car this year, but I did not lose my life. Uh, even though I lost a child at childbirth, but I didn't die with the child, I'm still alive. Even though I lost a loved one this year, yet I am still alive. I am still alive. See, even though it's when you separate things, when the devil presents you with one, I say, <laughs> see you. So they are talking about this Thanksgiving. You are including yourself. I say, see yourself now like this. You know you are not part of that Thanksgiving, no. Don't even kid yourself. Don't even... Didn't you see in church? It's the people that have big, big houses that are shouting. This one that you are squatting. <laughs> you look at him and say, even though I am squatting, I am not on the streets. <laughs> For every presentation that the devil gives you as an excuse, this Thanksgiving, give him an even though. <laughs> give him an even though. Give him an even though. He said, you are still trekking. You don't have a car. Even though I don't have a car, I have legs to trek. And my legs are healthy. My legs are well. There is nothing wrong with my leg. You don't have a job and you are still eating. I thank God, even though I don't have a job, I have a stomach that is healthy, that can digest the food, even though I am doing well. Guess what? You didn't marry. I did not marry. Even though I did not marry, the joy of the Lord is still my strength and is not sustaining me. For everything the devil throws at you, there's an even though. Slap him with an even though and he will keep quiet. Hallelujah. 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 Even though it pokes the devil in the eye. It confuses him. He looks at you and wonder. Ha, eh, demon A and demon K. I thought we said that this one should not be part of this Thanksgiving. What is happening that she's still thanking God? Did something go wrong? They say, Oga, there is something no, they are doing. They say the thing is even though. Anything we fire at them. <laughs> anything we fire at them. That they are even though quenches it. It quenches it. We don't know what to do with her. We have tried to stop this at Thanksgiving, but it's not working. It's not working. She has entered the gear, and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. Instead of complaining about what God did not give you, why don't you thank him for what he protected you from? <laughs> for the Lord your God is bringing you into the land. For some of them, if they remember that promise, is enough. <laughs> See, there are people that will come for Thanksgiving. The only thing they have is that they are on a journey. That's all. I am an ongoing project for God. God and I, that project is still on. And so I'm thanking God because he has not dropped it. I am bringing you, God's commitment to bring them into the land did not did not stop. 
And so at every point they were, they shouldn't struggle to thank God because they are on a journey. The man in the wilderness headed to the promised land should rejoice in the wilderness because he's heading somewhere. But he has a choice to say, ah, look at where I am and forget where God is taking them to. But he said, the Lord your God is bringing you into, into, into a good job, into a place of peace, into having children, into a marriage, into a job of your life, into good health, into... He's bringing you, when you are in bringing, you are a celebration person. <laughs> because people may not understand where you are, but they don't know that you are going somewhere. And so people may look at them and say, what are they thanking God for in the wilderness? They don't know that they have a promise. <laughs> they have a promise. They are headed somewhere. Hallelujah. And so that is why I say all the time, you need to understand that life is a court of many colors. There are battles and there are wars. You may lose the battle, but overall you are going to win the war at the end of the day. Hallelujah. God expects us to bring him a memorial of thanksgiving this time. At the time of thanksgiving is when people get separated. Look at your Bible and see how God separates people. When David was thanking God, God puts David here in the place of great blessing and put his wife that despised him on one side. Cain and Abel brought a good offering. The other one didn't bring. They were separated. The grateful from the ungrateful. Gratitude from ingratitude. Counting blessing and counting misfortune. Deciding that the glass is half full and deciding that the glass is half empty. Two classes of people. The same situation. The same situation. And so God told Israel that when it is time to celebrate this Thanksgiving, you will go back to the wilderness. He said all the people of Israel will dwell in booths, in tents, <laughs> for one week. You know why. What it means is this. The king who has settled in a big palace and has servants everywhere, and is sleeping on a very lush and beautiful bed, he will come out of his bed, remove his royal robe, take his tent, walk into a dry patched desert, set up his tent, and sit there. In case his position is getting into his head, in case he's beginning to think that he brought himself there, that God will take him back to the wilderness. He will sit there and God will tell him, this is where I picked you from. I picked you from when you were in the desert. That's why David said, who am I that you picked me from the backside? Because David entered into where he was. And so God says, everyone, the general will remove his general uniform. The people that used to follow him behind him, they will stay at home. All his weapons, he will drop at home. He will go into the desert, set out a tent, and sit there. In case you are forgetting. He said, when you build goodly houses, and your gold and silver multiply, and then you forget the Lord your God. So he told them, every year, go back there. Every year, go back there. Every year, go back there. So he is saying that somebody like Dickens Ivory, go back to the university when you used to have one pant. 
and sit in that situation for one week. For one week. For one week. He's saying to pastor, go back to Nazarawa. Live in a place with potopoto everywhere. Sit in that place for one week. Rub granite oil. Sit where people will be telling you, hmm, hmm, somebody is smelling granite oil. Sit there, not one day, not two days, not three days, seven days, and live there. He's saying, Sister Dina, go back to that place. Sit there, sit there. Sit there one week in that situation. He's saying, Pastor Wilson, go back to that mud. Uh, dwell when you used to have that fear. When you used to have that fear, you can't wake up. You can't face the next day. You can't go to a hospital and do a test. Not one hour, not two hours, not three hours. Seven days. Sit there. Sit there. He said, go back to when you carried that child. It's as if nine months will never come. Every day is an issue. Every day is an issue. Every day is an issue. That thing you went through, seven days, sit in it. Sit in it. Seven days, experience it again so that you will remember that God picked you from a certain place. Ah, he picked you from a certain place. Ah, what he was telling them that in case you are an army general, you have not always been an army general. Ah, in case you are educated, you have not always been educated. He's telling me, go back to that primary school. Sit down under that tree, under that sun, right in the sun, with your shirt with the hole behind. No shoes going to school. Walk on those gravels and fill the hole. And then you remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gave you power. Who gave you power. Gave you power to make it. Go back. Go back. Go back to the boots. Go back to the tents. Set it up there. That your new generation. See, for some of you that are new, Especially our new church is outside the family worship center. Because we are a people whose senior pastor has made it over the years not to ever forget. Ever forget where we are coming from. He said, go back to the boots. Leave everything behind. You sit in your office, there is air conditioning. From morning till evening. Hey, go and sit in that desert. <laughs> sit in that desert. Under that same condition. And experience it. I have a God. I have a God. I have a God. Who is singing it? Ah. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loved me when I didn't care 
Ben was patient till I came running back into his arms. See how he turned my life around, made me a shining star, his glory to reveal. I will worship him forever, love him forever, because this God is too good. Oh, I will worship him forever, and I love him forever, because this God is too good. see how good he is just look at me he picked me from the merry clay set my feet upon the rock I'm standing in his righteousness he took me my sin and shame for listening to this message you will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard you can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God it's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer Jesus I thank you for dying for me Jesus come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.
www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.